right, man. Um, hey, we're live. Everything is always critical. We're live with the legendary DJ Brian Lee. GXP, GXP podcast. Podcast. You know what's going on. Y'all going to get half of this interview. Yeah, yeah, man. Half you of know. it. Uh, only half of it. So, Shout out uh, Bel Air. DJ K Young. Yeah, yeah. You know what's going the on. The Phantom Bottles. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to go. GXP Podcast. Chatting with the coolest people from across the Midwest who do some awesome things. We've been at this a minute. <laughs> and that's the podcast. Thanks for coming out. See you next year. Yeah. We love it. Now, here's your host, Brian Lee. Ah, yeah, GXP Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have the Zephster. Yeah. Welcome, man. What's up? Thank you, man. Thank you for making time out of your day to come out here and uh, come into my humble abode and uh, jump on GXP Podcast. I wasn't too busy today. Ah. (laughs) Let's say that. I was was just at home playing NBA 2K, uh, getting, getting sold by some randoms online, so... I'm glad I'm doing this and opposed to doing that because they were pissing me off. So you're a hip hop artist here out of uh, Iowa City. Yes. Okay. And I met you at Summer Jam. Yes. And it was awesome. It was fucking lit. Yeah. It that Summer Jam was lit. I can't wait for next year Summer Jam and all the other festivals and stuff because 2021 was kind of like a pickup year. So it's kind of like let's get things back on the roll. Next year is gonna be like even bigger because it's like okay, we're out. We're we're post pandemic. Quote you know. Almost post-pandemic, I guess. But it's just going to have a lot more time, a lot of more space for people to actually throw events and festivals and things of that nature safely. Yeah. You know? Safely. Yeah. We're going to throw You know, I, Summer Jam was kind of like one of those first things that happened here in Cedar Rapids that a lot of people actually connected with. For sure. And, and got out there. Um, <laughs> and uh, what, God, there was like 17 performers, I think. It was, I'm, I was surprised that I was able to last the whole day because, yeah. right, because I was, I was one of the, the headliners in the end and I saw everybody perform and then I realized, damn, I'm about to get on stage and I haven't eaten all fucking day. Yeah, and they had food trucks. I know, and, and I missed the food trucks. I did too. I was, I was pissed. I was literally on that stage all day. Damn. Literally all day. And we met the night before at the Summer Jam um the Bel-Air, the meet and greet, the Bel Air networking event. Yes, yeah. that's where yeah. we, that's where it was busting yeah. with Dre and K Young yep. and uh, DJ Reality. Shout out Reality. Yeah, and uh, there was I I I'm stumbling about my words here because I'm like, man, there's so many people I met, but for some reason you stuck out to me, and you're a young man. How how young are you? What's today? Today's the. Tw- What's the seventh? The seventh of I'll November. Be, I'll be twenty-four on the twenty-fifth. Oh my God! You're twenty-three years old. Yeah, and uh, the way you carry yourself, um, and the way that you moved about the room was something different, right? So, like K Young is shouting out me and Commando and everybody else, and uh, I looked at uh, Silence, Derek. Yeah. And I was like, hey, let's you know. He's like, let's go network. And I was like, cool. I don't know anybody in here. He's like, cool. Let's go meet him. I met you. I met T the Pharaoh. Yeah. Um, and Shout I, out Pharaoh. I met uh, Cash on, um, I, who's coming on here soon. And uh, there was just certain people that really stood out. For sure. And you were one of them. So I just want to give you kudos for walking into a room of people that were literally there to judge you. 
Yeah. And <laughs> and and make an you know an impression. You did a great job. Yeah. yeah, I I really man, it's it's something about you know networking and meeting new people that people don't understand is like the most important part of the career that we want to part you know be a part of. You don't want to burn any bridges. You don't want to have any negative you know you know relationships with people. You want everything to be genuine and positive, even if you don't you know like the person too much or you don't you know found their you know not too much of a fan of what they got going on. You still want to be, have a positive relationship with them because you never know who they know. Right. And then you never know what they listen to regularly because they can be listening to you. But you can give them that negative connotation, then they're going to cut your music off. Or they're going to cut your, your content off. They're not going to, you know, tune into you. And then you just lost a potential person that could have taken right. you to a next level. Yeah. Or moved you into a position that could help you win. There's a lot of people that don't think like you, like that. You yeah. know, they think about themselves and their entire career and what they're doing. But it's about it's about the people that actually engage with you. Facts. So when people engage with you on Instagram, t- Twitter, uh, Facebook, whatever, do you engage back? I always engage back. I, I, get, I, I, I support and I share a lot of people's stuff on, all, on my story because I, I know a lot of people. And um, I know a lot of people that like I'm I'm big on, you know, relationships again. I'm big yeah. on relationships. I can care less about the followers and the likes and the comments, but I'm big on relationships. So I've built a lot of great relationships with people. And I feel as though why not give other people the same opportunity that I have. Right. You know, I yeah. worked hard to be in a position that I can do that. So it's kind of just sharing the wealth in a sense. How long have you been doing music? Um. Credited, my first YouTube upload was 2011 or 12, but I've been I've been doing music, guarantee, you know, a decade at this point, a decade. So since you've been uh, 12 or 13, yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing. Early age. I mean, I started at 14, uh, being a DJ, like even before so. But yeah, I get you. I feel that. Um, that's super important, man. Yeah. Yeah, phone keeps going blank. I'm trying to keep people's tune with the live. Yeah, don't right? spill the glass like I did. <laughs> <laughs> that was Riley. Hey, shout out young creators, man. Young, shout creators. Out young creators. Yeah, yeah. We had a crazy <laughs> show uh, last weekend. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. No, that, that you were the headliner. You yeah, know that, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that that show was mad crazy. It was like I walked in the back to adjust some music on my laptop to upload it so I can come bring it out to you. And I came out, and it was like a load of people. And I was like, bro, where they just come from? Yeah. Like, I know we were, like, you know, branding it and sharing it and getting everybody on board, but I didn't expect that many people to be there. Yeah, man. It, it was, was like, I, I'm glad that they didn't oversell it. Yeah. They undersold it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there could have been uh, a lot more, but, uh, you know, we, we are conscious. Uh, our young creatives are conscious of – you know, uh, COVID and everything that's going on yeah, with all that facts. stuff. Um, so, uh, I thought it was great. Uh, Nikki H had a hell of a performance. I am waiting on oh. the work. I'm waiting on the collab. I said it here. Oh. You got it on the GXP podcast. Nikki H. We got to work. We got to yeah. work. Yeah. She's a force to be reckoned with. And young creatives do such a great job uh, with their video production. They did great with the lighting, um, and Rich that stage design. Though. Yeah, that it, it, you know, Rich and uh, Jay Lim did a great job of mixing everything. 
Um, you know, it was a great show. Like I had so much fun with it. I more so appreciated that the team that was involved on making it happen was a local team. Yeah, correct. Yeah. It was like everyone I knew, you know, it was kind of like I felt comfortable coming to the setting and giving my art. Not only, you know, I, I go into uncomfortable settings all the time, but I felt very comfortable and I could trust, you know, you to spin my, my set for um, Jay Lim and Rich to mix my vocals for um, like – Darren to do the lighting. Yeah, yeah. No, I met him for the first time. Yeah. But it was still just authentic. It was, it was like, you know, I, I could feel like I probably met him before, but this is our first time, you know, meeting and saying hello. Yeah. What's my name? What's your name? Type stuff. So it was it was crazy. Welcome, it was crazy. Welcome to the big show, brother. I am, I'm ready. You know, I I'm mean, ready. hey, uh, Tone the Boss was a spectator in the audience. He was. He was. And I had just did a show with him couple weeks before then yeah 106 and hype yeah. yep yeah and uh you know it's it's great to see people that come out and support the people that they put on facts facts you know um you're right it was definitely a local show <clears throat> but uh it didn't have a local vibe it, that and that's what i mean that's that's exactly what i mean when i say like the the vibe was like damn this this is this is this like I'm, I'm here like I'm we made it to the Halloween party, and then damn these these are the people working it. All right, this is crazy. It was crazy because it's like if we can do that, they're not ready for what we can do in the future. You're you know you're working with the right people in town. You know that right? I I, I, I talked to you I've after the that. show, and we're gonna talk after this about for something sure. for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um. But uh, I've been wanting this interview with you since july and it's november it's a perfect time to get yeah it. i guess right <laughs> my season my season why do you like november so much my birthday oh okay it's your birthday month, <laughs> my yeah, birthday yeah. month. yeah yeah you can't the 25th no right? yeah that. yeah i'm also a fall i like i like fall i like to wear hoodies and joggers and stuff like that and like summer. the smell of the dead leaves yeah I don't, something it's just it's something about fall I'm, I'm right there with you literally like summer i love summer I prefer to be super hot than super cold. However, fall, you know, on the right day is like how we have it now, where it's like at nighttime it gets that chill. Yeah. But during the day it's like not hot, but it's not cold. It's like that mad in between, like the 50s. Like a 60. sweatshirt and shorts. Yes. And I, I did that. I did that <laughs> yeah. yesterday because I was walking my dogs. I had my shorts on. I was like, bro, I can wear shorts and a hoodie. Yeah. And I'll be straight. Yeah. Like, I'll be straight. In the summer, it's another story. You can't wear shorts in the hood. You probably like no shirt and some shorts. Yeah. But well, not me. No, nah, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was crazy. Some uh, some fat guys walking down the street. Like <laughs> that's me. I'm asleep. asleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I love fall too. And a lot of people ask, like, um, this is kind of off the topic. Like, why do you stay in Iowa? I'm like, I love the seasons. I love spring. The smell of like new dirt that's wet. Yeah. I love the smell of uh, dead leaves coming down. And like, you know, I don't know. It, snow doesn't bother me. Really. It's, it's starting to bother me a little more. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to <laughs> be honest with older. you, they get after it. So <laughs> like, I'm like, well, I got a four wheel drive. So Same. fuck it. Yeah. yeah well, you know, I'll drive through it. <laughs> like, See. I was born and raised in Chicago, so yeah, our winters, our falls, our summers are completely different right, than right, Iowa. Right. Like, no, when I was uh, when I when I was in 
when I first moved out here to Iowa in 2017 and I saw that, you know, high schoolers were getting out of school because of certain degrees in weather and stuff like that, I was kind of confused because I'm like, y'all are in the Midwest too. Why does Chicago get treated like we, we get treated like it doesn't exist? Like, oh, you're just supposed to be bred for this shit. Like, no, I remember in high school going to school in negative 20 degree weather. That's probably illegal, but yeah. they didn't give a fuck. They were like, you're going to go to school. You're going to be cool. And we did it. I survived. I'm 24 years old. I didn't die from frostbite. So it's it's a difference growing up in Chicago with the wind and the the right there with the lake breeze. Yeah. Those winters and stuff. If you can handle that, all this other shit is like low level. It's basic. It's like you can do it. Well, <laughs> what happens out here is like we have so many more open areas so like the drifts and everything yeah. so like cars literally and buses cannot get through yeah and like even plows are like you know fuck that yeah <laughs> you know seriously they're like nah we ain't we ain't plowing that yeah you know uh Chicago, it's canceled they're on it yeah yeah well and it. and it's because uh the wind blocks are are the uh the the city blocks a lot of the wind even yeah. though it's super windy but i don't know it's weird it's really fucking weird because chicago is a midwest city yep but you don't get midwest weather yeah we get you don't chicago weather yeah it's, it's we have our own weather yeah. there's like you can't it's, it's super fucking weird like cuz i have it on my weather bug on my phone because i go to chicago a lot and yep. i'm like well wow it's 30 degrees warmer there than it is here why, why? Why? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that happens you, it, all the time. You know, it's it's super odd that those big cities have different weather than everywhere else. I don't know. I don't even know where we got on this, but shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're just chopping it up, man. We're just chopping it up. I love it, man. I love it. Zefster, um, you, uh, I met you at Summer Jam, and we uh, we kind of connected yeah, you know, um, the night before and then the day of the show, and you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna do this. I got this piece of equipment that I'm gonna use." I'm like, "You got to talk to the sound engineers." Yep. Um, and I was really impressed with your stage presence because there was a lot of people there that I'm like, "Okay, I'm 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 blessed. I can just say that I'm I'm blessed. I'm glad. I work hard. Let's say that. Let's start. Let's start with that. I work hard." I work really hard. I've been working for a long ass time. So I do my best. I'm not going to say I try because to try is to fail. I do my best to separate myself from those who have been doing it for a year or six months or yesterday because I've literally been doing it for about 10 years. And if I were to do it for this long and I were not, you know, I did not walk into a room and I were did not separate myself just off my vibe. Then I'm doing the wrong, I'm in the wrong field because you're supposed to grow. You're supposed to get better. You're supposed to look different when you, it's like LeBron James, he's a what, almost 20 year veteran in the NBA. If LeBron goes, walks on the court, you expect a certain type of aura from a person that's been playing basketball professionally for 20 years versus a, let's say a rookie like Cade Cunningham, for example, the first, first overall pick to the Detroit Pistons. You expect him to have a little bit of woes and little hiccups here and there because he's a rookie. However, in the music industry, it's very, it's a very saturated field. So it's kind of hard to tell, you know, between a person who's been doing it this long versus a person who's been doing it this long because everything's so social based and about numbers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So if this person, you know, has been doing it for a year, they have a million followers, they have a million likes, then you're going to think, oh, that person is doing it. However, they they're, they're just fucking they're fucking Ricky, 
They just have, it's, it's a different position in life. And I will separate myself from a person who has a million followers. And I guarantee you put me with a person that's been doing it for a year with a million followers in a room, that person had a million followers, whatever situation he's in, he might lose that situation to me. That's how hungry I am. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab it. That's a great analogy, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, because people can get followers or pay for followers. Oh, the pay and followers is yeah, a real thing. Yeah, for sure. And I've never paid for a single follower in my entire life. Why? The, the followers are supposed to pay you. Well, exactly. Why would I pay for it? in your But, um, you know, what I'm saying is, is like, you're out there doing what you're supposed to be doing. Facts. I love it. I love it, man. Thank you. You're you're a fan of wrestling, too. I just had Damien Saint on my podcast. I, I had to look him up. You told me. What the, yeah, uh, you haven't show. looked him up I, yet? I gotta look him up. I got to look him up. Yeah, so Damian he's a Saint. semi-pro wrestler. Um, he's worked his ass off to get his body into into the shape that he's in. Um, but, uh, the entire podcast was awesome because he talked about wrestling pro, semi-pro, amateur, everything, and gave me a lot of insight. So the last time I seen you on a personal level, we're hanging out in Tone Studio and you started talking to me about, uh, about wrestling and I was like, I have no idea what this guy's talking about. I really don't. But I see you're passionate about it. I love wrestling. Right. And so that sparked my interest. And I'm like, well, I know somebody who's doing wrestling. Let's get him on. And uh, I learned a whole bunch. So um, enlighten us about your wrestling knowledge, man. I mean, you love it. Um, I've been watching wrestling since I was about nine, eight, eight or nine years old. Um, I got to credit my little bro, Milo. Uh, he probably on the, on the live right now. He low-key put me on, and he was six. So I was like eight or nine, and he was like, he was six, and he was like, this is this. this. And I was like, damn, I've watched my uncles watch this shit, but I never, like, sat and watched it. Right. And when I got into it, it was over with. That was WrestleMania 23. That was the first WrestleMania I ever saw live on pay-per-view. His mom had ordered it. We had a whole party. It was all the, all the cousins, all the friends. We were all over watching WrestleMania. And what, they just had WrestleMania 30, 36, 37? I, I, I believe they're they're up in the 30s somewhere, but sure. that's, that's over 10 to 15 years that I've been, like, locked in with wrestling. Like, I just love the art of it. And growing up, you know, I'm never, my, my people around me are never, never sugar-coated things. They never, you know, try to max things. No, I've never believed in Santa Claus. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe when I was a very susceptible age, but after a certain age, everybody started telling me the truth about everything. And they told me early that wrestling um, was scripted. You know, they like to yeah. say fake. I'm not going to say fake. Wrestling is not fake. It's scripted. No, it's not fake. Like, people get hurt. Literally. It's a live action show live action television show that happens every week live. So if any moment someone can land wrong, they can't just cut it out the show that happened live. Right. Like so you can't you can't that's fake what that. Damien was saying. He's like, dude, it took me two and a half weeks to recover from a match because I was so black and blue everywhere. Like when you're getting hit, you're getting hit. You like, are that's not fucking fake, man. That's not. And they put their bodies on the line every day to Yeah entertain people and that you have to you have to respect it um there's a movie um that i think you should check out you might like it because it's a really good movie 
aside from it, you know, being about wrestling, it's called Wrestling with My Family. It's the movie, but the Rock, the Rain of Rock Johnson, he's the executive producer or something of the show, and it's about this uh, WWE star. Her name is Paige, and like show her whole career coming up from. Um, she's from the UK somewhere, um, I believe. I don't want to. Don't quote me on that. However. Her parents and everybody were wrestlers, and she got exposed very young. And then she was like one of the youngest women cha- women's champions because The Rock kind of gave her that uh, go out there. Really, and then she did it. Her first night, she won the championship, and it was just big because no one's ever seen that before. But it's also that movie. Ex- I'm gonna say exposed. It shows what happens behind the scenes because you never before the social media age, we never saw that stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Now social media shows you everything. It shows you all the preset matches, all that stuff like yep. that. But that shows you how her dad was in the room was like, hey, can you take a bowling ball to the stomach? I don't know. Here, here's the bowling ball. Here we Hit go. In the Let's stomach with the bowling yeah. ball. And he was like, I guess I can take it. So when they had the actual match, the bowling ball to the stomach. So it was just kind of like letting them know this. They, that's how they prep themselves behind the scenes because they have to sell it in t- on, on TV. And if you're not selling it good, you're going to be moved to the bottom of the roster. They're not going to give you a push. You're not going to be making millions and being on all these billboards and doing all these podcast interviews all around the world because, you know, they want people to sell it. That's all it's about. It's about selling the show, selling the, the idea that this is real. This is like it's like watching a Marvel movie without CGI. Right. So I'm I'm literally sitting here with my mouth open because I'm just like, wow, Um, these people do what movie does. They do. But in real life, like like in real time. Literally, Jackie Chan, he said, I broke so many bones, over 100 bones because I wanted to be my I wanted to be a real stunt double. That's what he was. If they had if you if if you probably I know you can probably YouTube it, Google it. Jackie Chan's bloopers from all his movies. You probably oh, see him yeah. fuck himself up. Yeah, like literally, he probably had to say, "Okay, I'll take a week from you know from shooting, but we're gonna get this movie done, and it's gonna be great." He's and a, they were, yeah, he, and they were, and he's a freaking Oscar nom- Oscar winning, yeah. you know, actor. So you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta pay your respects and your credits. So do like wrestlers that, get awards? They, like on on you know for TV? Yes, or, or yes, what, yeah. they get they get um they get Emmys. Okay. Because it's still acting. Correct. You know? Um, As they should. Yeah. They get Emmys. Um, they also get, uh, like, sport awards and stuff like that. So it they're trying to be the best to make it a professional sport while also making it a live action show. So it's kind of best of both worlds. It's, it's sport. It's both. But it's a scripted sport. Yeah. So, you know. Like, sports are, you know, everybody thinks athletes that go out there and perform a certain part of the sport. Yep. Um, where wrestling is that for sure, and then on top of it, you gotta have a whole scripted like uh, part of your show. Yep, and you gotta know what to do, and you gotta know how to act with somebody, and you gotta know how to react with somebody. Yep, it's uh, opened my eyes, honestly, like m- more than a, more than anything in any other sport, because I'm like, wow. The sacrifice that these people do, and yep. especially to get up to the professional level, like nobody appreciates yeah. and understands what you're doing. Yeah, they will, though. You they, know, at they, the amateur level and the semi-pro and all that stuff, like, wow, man, you yeah. guys are uh, definitely hurting yourself. I was going to say, we um, we recently just had, uh, um, I don't know, his, I can't remember his real name to save my life, but 
Big E Langston. He was the WWE champion right now, and he went to the University of Iowa. And then the Iowa versus um, who who did they play? I think Penn State. I think it was Iowa versus Penn State because that's the game we came back and won, right? If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, football or football. wrestling. Football, uh, yeah, because yeah. yeah, so Biggie he went to Iowa, played football at Iowa, and he was just here like last month, and I was so pissed because I missed it. I had to go to Chicago for something. And I was like, "Damn, man, I missed Biggie. I, I missed seeing the WWE champion in a state that I'm in. Like that would have been crazy. That was that was gonna be crazy. A lot of my, a lot, I got, a, I got a couple homies that are on the football team, and then another um, homie of mine who's actually, um, he's a country artist. His name is Dallas Jacobus. He actually played football, so he was in the VIP area with all the alumni football players, and they were chopping it up with Big E, and he knows him by by name, so it was just kind of dope. It was just that was that was a time that I missed, and I'm I'm kind of mad, but it's cool. It's cool. It'll happen. Opportunities, man, <clears throat> are all around you. Definitely. It sounds like they are. Anyways, um, to be honest with you, uh, you, you got country artists that you're friends with that are doing things. Yes. You should be on the stage with them. Yes. we. Um, he actually, I'm going to actually see him tonight. He's going to be performing at El Rey's um, for the owner of El Rey's going away party. Okay. So um, I'm going to go see him on stage. Another um, legendary artist is going to be performing, Kevin Burt. I know Kevin Burt. You know Kevin Burt. I do. I know you do. I should probably be at this tonight. To yeah. be honest with yeah, you, yeah, it starts at eight, so I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not gonna be early, but <laughs> they're gonna be partying all night, and I'm gonna go, you know, stop by, say what's up to everybody. But um, yeah, no, he's he's really dope, really dope. We perform a lot at El Rey, so that's where I met him at. That's when he saw me perform. That's why we have that friendship that we do. Are you gonna perform? Not tonight. No, no, no. it's gonna hang out. Huh? Yeah, I'm just gonna hang okay. out, just all kick right. it, probably drink a beer or two. Yeah, and have some uh, rare rosé from. Luke Belair. Right. <laughs> they don't even have it there though. I know. Nobody does. <laughs> no. I'm surprised they got my um my favorite tequila. Uh uh well I'm gonna say my favorite, but one of my favorites, uh Casamigos. They have Casamigos. Yeah, they yeah. got Casamigos there. So Yeah, man. I go crazy. So what do we have in store here? What can we listen to uh that is coming up here that you can play for mm. us? You know what can we listen to? The live not gonna be able to listen because I'm gonna turn my phone off. Yeah. However, but uh, thanks for tuning in live. Right. Thanks for you tuning know? in. I'm gonna record the rest of this. You know, y'all can see the rest of this on a later date. Yeah. Everything's always critical. the The new album. I'm not gonna say the name. I'm not gonna drop a name because I dropped it at the show, but I pro- I changed it. I know you did. I changed it. <laughs> I so, knew you did. <laughs> so, um, just know everything is critical. I'm working. Let's play puzzles. Let's play puzzles. Make sure your volume's up. Oh, my volume is up. There we go. See? Yeah. I excel this way. Yeah. I ain't got to put too much stress on myself. And nothing else going on around me. It's going to happen. It's Luigi. If it's meant, it's meant. Simple as that. It's like the second or third Everything record. is already aligned. Second or third record of the album. You just got to follow suit. <laughs> Trying to find out who I am in this world. Trying to find my light. Yeah. Find out what my purpose is Find out what I gotta do to shine Trying to find out who I am in this world Trying to find my life I finally put the pieces of the puzzle together But I don't know if I'm doing right Look, I said I don't think I'm doing right I don't think I'm doing right I don't think I'm, no, no Honestly, I fucking lied Maybe I just fucking lied I fucking lied 
song No, I don't wanna lead y'all wrong I've been walking around this bitch, I got hope I've been praying in this bitch, I got faith My head held high through the deepest of trenches No matter the weather, I make sure I finish They wanted me to give in, I can't give in to give me to my millions I've been so patient and balanced my living and I got expenses I know the flesh life I'm ready to live in high above feelings yeah ain't worry about no women just peace and my mama for real I stay far from that drama you looking for that. me you can tell it to stop it cause I control my own energy and I won't let them take it out of me Dude, super dope, man. Yeah, that's the end of the record, too. I love it. Just a quick, straight-to-the-point record. I, that's yeah. puzzles. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's so much great music coming out right now um, uh, about life and, and what people are going through. I love Absolutely. that fact, you know? So, nice job on that, man. I can't wait to hear the whole album. No, the album is going to be crazy. The album is going to be crazy because... I was debating. I did a lot of debating. I was like, okay, am I going to do, do, do drop an album, drop an EP? I'm going to drop an album, or I'm going to drop singles. I'm going to drop an album, or I'm going to drop a mixtape. I'm going to drop an album. So who, <laughs> who are you collabing with? Um, the executive producer of this album is Luigi Beats. That's my brother. Nice. That's my boy right there, man. He goes crazy. Um, I met Luigi. uh I feel like we've known each other forever, but it hasn't been forever. We met at the beginning of 2020. So I was right off of uh, my debut album. I'm proud of my debut album, but I'll, we can go back in conversation about that. But um, uh, I met him right off of the promotion of my debut album and right before releasing it um, through a mutual friend. The mutual friend was like, yo, I got a coworker um, and my homie now and that makes beats you should lock in with him because he knew i was doing shows and stuff like that so sure. he um he connected us on snapchat then luigi had kept sending me beats he kept sending me beats that he was like posting on um on his snap he would like snap him creating a beat send it to me send it to me i'm like damn okay that's hard all right that's decent i'll fuck with it i'll fuck with it then randomly i was just like you know what let me stop like curving let me not i wouldn't say curving let me stop like fake and you know, fake entertaining it. Let me entertain it for real. Let me get, right, let right, me see yeah. what's to it. And it's history. I swear, I swear, it's history since then. Because it's like the connection and the vibe. Where and, do you guys record at? Um, so he just makes the beats. You're right. And um, um, I'll you know if 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 we're making a beat from scratch, then I'll throw some some you know I'll throw some signs in there like oh you should do this or you should change that a little bit. So, you know, so the collaboration effort is what makes it really really good. You know, a lot of beats he does, you know, do, and he'll send them to me. So you help him, like, perfect the beat. Exactly, because okay. he wants to craft it towards my sound, so okay. I have to give him that. But now we're at a point where he's made so many beats for me, he knows my sound. He right. knows what the vibe I'm going so for. So where do you go to record? Um, I've been to Soundbox. He's did uh, he's did my, my record, Keep Working, that I did at Soundbox. I did another record called um, Sandbox. At Soundbox, <laughs> and he did that record, and then also uh, the record that I'm gonna go finish on the 17th. It's called Full Time Rapper. 
That's that sound box. Yeah, yeah but okay. it's right. it's not in, it's not fully ready for. You no, know, I know. I just I just want to know who you're working with. Yeah, but outside of that, when I go to Chicago, I go to um, Glass Tree Studios. Yep. And then I also have gone to um, LSD Studios. Okay. So though I'm, I'm hard body, I'm tough. I'm tough. Good to know. Words don't hurt me. No, I get that, but it's the people that do. People don't hurt me either. Because I, I, no, I, people that you trust and that you are a part of, that's who hurt you. And okay. I, I feel as like, you know, I'm the type of person where I learn from other people's mistakes. You know, I'd rather see someone make a bad decision than then I don't make the bad decision that they made. Sure. And I feel as though a lot of people don't, they want to have the experience for themselves. And that's cool too. However, that will take a bit longer. Because you'll have to go through what they went through. And then when you're done going through what they went through, then you're going to both be looking at each other like, you were right. I don't have time to just go around and be like, you were right. I have time to see what you did, what went wrong. How can I make that right? And I just, and, and if I want to give an example, um, just like, for example, like artists and signing deals. A lot of people, they put such a negative connotation on signing a deal. You'd have to understand the deal and understand what the word means. Deal. It's a deal. Deal. Literally. It's not like it's not like, oh, I'm here to save you and make you this person without you holding up your side of the bargain. That's what a lot of people forget. It's like you have to hold up your side of the bargain. And a lot of people have I think just based on how I was raised and what I was experienced, you know, I, I was exposed to at a young age. I was able to understand that, you know, life is about, you know, taking the cars that you're dealt and making things happen. You can't be mad at the cars that you weren't dealt. You have to make things happen with the cars that you're dealt. And you're also, you Who also taught you that I, this is just something I've just learned just by experience. Like, I, I, I cannot lie. I grew up very privileged, very privileged. It was my mom and me. And my mom made sure that I could be able to have the life that I have now. You know, no, n nobody on this podcast has ever said what you just said just a few minutes ago. You got to take the cards that you're dealt and not worry about the cards that you weren't. Exactly. That Luke Belair got you. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. <laughs> Shout out to Kay Young. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. No, but uh, what? what the silence is is because you're doing great things. Facts. And you have a very bright future, I think. I think you're making great music. Thank you. And uh, you have great stage presence. Uh, you do a really good job uh, with controlling the crowd and being a headliner. What's your next step? Band. Have a band with you? I want a band. God, give me a band. Do you know how hard that is to mix as a sound engineer? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm like, I'm trying to be your DJ, right? <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. Oh, a band? <laughs> like, But, you know, Linka Park has done it. Slipknot has done it. Many bands have done it, right? And, and Incubus has done it. They do a great job with having a DJ part of a band. Yes. So your next projects, 
are going to be with a full band. Yes. Do you know what that After entails recording all that? That's going to be crazy because I'm I'm not going to record albums with the band. We're going to, I'm not, let me not say I'm not going to record. I'm going to record live albums with my band. Okay. Well, not just listening yeah, to albums. They're no, going to be okay. live experiences. Okay. okay. Um I love that idea. However, uh financially I don't know if that's going to work. Um, but <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I'm just being honest with you, man. I'm like shit. It, <laughs> you it's, know, it's how I how I look at um, you know, as an artist, I have to stop looking at um, big artists as celebrities in a way. I had to start looking at them like your artist right like, here. How'd you me. get there? Yeah, but in a way, you were right here with me. You're just richer and fa- and more and and, and you have well, more. Somebody fame. took care of that. You know. Exactly. So once I had to, once I got over that hump of looking at them like, oh, and I started looking at them like this, then I started to not, not one. I don't want to say compare, but that's the only word I can hear in my head right now. I, I had to compare what am I doing that they're, what am I not doing that they're doing? And then when I started to see, well, we're doing the same exact thing. How can I be different? How can I be in the same talks as a Kendrick Lamar? And I'm not trying to say music-wise. I mean, like, artist-wise. Because if you see a Kendrick Lamar live show, Kendrick Lamar has a full band with him. There are a lot of artists out here that just go yeah. out there. So did Black Eyed Peas and, and, you know, a lot of other artists. Yeah. And, and that aspect to your performance separates you so far away from because not only are you, is your DJ going to be the one controlling the music aspect of it but your band is going to be controlling the impact of it because the crowd is going to gravitate someone in the crowd is going to be a drummer and they're going to gravitate towards those drums someone in the crowd is going to be a bass player they're going to gravitate towards that bass someone in the crowd is going to be an electric drum an electric um guitarist they're going to grab towards that i'm not going to have a full like jazz band <laughs> i'm not going to have like a, a a a trumpet player and all these different things maybe here and there they probably pop in do some exclusive stuff but for the most part we keep it very basic we're going to have a drummer bass player pianist and electric 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 guitarist that's it and the other pieces will probably come and go. <laughs> and you're 23 years old. I mean, honestly, I am super blown away by what you're talking about right now. Um, I seen this 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Yeah. At concerts and everything. I told my parents in 1994 that DJs are going to be selling out arenas like rock stars. And they told me I was fucking nuts. Right. And they apologized to me. <laughs> And what you have, your vision right now, like if you're listening to this, GXP podcast listeners, honestly, like if you are in a band, you know how to play instruments, you need to check this guy out and get in touch with him, honestly, because he's 100% correct, 100% correct Yes, with what your vision is. I love it. That's my I goal. literally had to mute my microphone and applaud you. <laughs> <laughs> I did see you press the mute button. I yeah. did see that. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm like, yes, okay, yeah, DJs, um, yeah, we can play your music for you and everything. But you know what? I mean, it's limited to me cutting out the music and you singing your lyrics to make sure that everybody knows that you're not fucking doing voiceovers. But when you have a whole band, yeah. oh, my God. 
Let you know, me, Nikki H yeah. brought a bass player in. Yes, she did. And I was, and so, it was so, ha- dope. I was so happy to see that because I and I'm now that I think about it, I forgot to network with the goddamn bass player. It doesn't matter. We'll make that happen. Definitely. However, that was that was super dope. Yes, it was. You know, and then she brought T the Pharaoh in to do like at libs and then the feature. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That added to the performance mm-hmm. aesthetic. It wasn't yeah. just her, you know, singing out. Not saying that she couldn't have carried it. She could have carried it by herself. However, that aspect separated her. Yeah. It made her be, you know, not, I'm not going to, you know, in comparison to anybody. No, she's in her own lane. So that made her even more unique. Correct. It made you want to check out her even more. It's like, yeah. oh, man, this guitar behind it is just right locked in. And then she got the ad libs and it was just like, yeah. It was a whole. It and was you a got whole T the Pharaoh dressed up as a fucking pharaoh, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that was dope costume. That was dope costume. Um, there was a lot of great performers on uh, uh, Nightmare on for, uh, First Half. Yeah, I think, in my opinion, she had the performance of the night. I do too. I loved your performance. That was, and it's no like diss to anybody that no, performed. I get it. But I was like, wow. I was blown away because I've seen her perform about four times now. I think that was my about my fourth time seeing her. The first time I saw her was, I mean, if I if I'm if I have proper memory, I think she performed at three one nine fest in twenty nineteen. Uh, probably, probably. Yeah. May, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't there for like the sound production. I just set up everything and left. Okay, I had other stuff going on. So I feel like I saw her perform there, and if I didn't, then I I have a I have a memory in my head of her performing multiple times and me seeing yeah. her multiple times. But that one alone, one, it felt more intimate. She felt I felt like she got more vulnerable and I felt the level change once she got on stage. So it was like when she got there, you can tell that, okay, she's here and now she's comfortable here. And now she's just rocking the fuck out because she's yeah. got us now. Yeah. And it was it was impeccable. People I even, I told singing her. your lyrics to yes. your song, yes. uh, that goodie song. Oh my god! Like that was freaking amazing. I yep. was like, "Well, that's gonna have to go in my playlist." Mm-hmm. You know that people are gonna download and listen I got to it me. on my phone. No hell yeah, man! <laughs> I, so I have like the actual like stage track on my phone, that's plus it. like the real track, and I listened to them both, and I was like. Wow, there was a lot there that wasn't backed by any stage backing, like yeah. any like secondary, you know, uh, vocals. Uh, she she did a good job. Sorry, my voice is getting rough here. <clears throat> now you all good. Um, but uh, you know, I told her that last night, and I was like, it's pretty dope that when you when you have stage vocals with just a little bit of backing tracks, like you're not rapping over your fucking music. I think that is key. Yeah, and it you, is. You do that definitely. That's that's something that I gained um, from performing at El Rey's. And um, rest in peace to uh, my my brother Lucas. Um, we he passed this summer, but he you know was a big influence on me doing live performance tracks because El Rey's as a venue they. I was probably one of the first rappers to ever step foot in that place to perform on that. That's stage. a rock venue. It's it's a like a it's a country venue actually country it's a okay. country um venue. Okay. However, thought... um, they have opened up their doors to other genres, 
which makes it, you know, one of the best spots to go to for live music. Actually, the spot. Let me not say one of the spot to go to for live right. music in Iowa City. So, um, you know, getting that that influence in him and him hearing him say those things and then he connected me with his peoples and now me and the guy that um his name is travis me and him we have a good relationship um of rebel writers records so it was just kind of like you know it, you you can never like like i said you have to take every you know person that you meet like a grain of salt like you literally have to treat it like if I'm using that analogy right, well, I don't think so because you didn't take me like a grain of salt. You didn't toss <laughs> it over over your shoulder or anything like that. I you did. Know? I did though. I did. But you kept talking to me for like two days straight. Wait. So then I'm using it wrong. Then yeah, because you a grain of salt is like I take this person right, and toss so, it over my so, shoulder. So, like, <laughs> no, like no. Okay, so I'm using that analogy wrong. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I took it. Um, I, I took it and I I actually made it important to me that this person is saying hey you shouldn't do backtracks because we don't want to hear you karaoke over your own music and when he said that and he was being very serious with me and i was like you're right no backtracks are something that supports your like chorus and everything else yeah okay but but not just straight up singing over your fucking song exactly right you know what i'm saying backtracks are cool yeah, like actually, that most professional artists have to use those. I I call those, um, or I assume they were called live performance tracks. Yeah, but yeah, but they're back. They're like, I understood them as backtrack. Maybe that's yeah. our age difference here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get that. Like, I get that. You know, but uh, yeah, backtracks are like something that supports like your chorus and. And your hook and everything okay. else. That makes sense. Though. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense when you But say it if like that. you just literally rap over your own tracks or sing over your own like song that like is just a radio, uh, like a, a version that you'd play. Yeah. Like I hate that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I to me, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> now I am upset that um, there are like three. Maybe four to five songs that I would not be able to ever get live performance records to. And it hurts because the studio I recorded them at, they cleared their hard drive. So I'll never be able to go back in and tell them, hey, can you, you know. Just re-record them, man. Just re-record them. I mean, but I'm I'm so big on moving forward. No, but, you know, and, and then either you, either you re-record them or. I just, just perform the instrumental. Yeah. I do, yeah. I do over the instrumental. Yeah. Um, or, or you take, if you have the instrumental, you take it to J Lemon Ridge and you have them put the instrumental in and do the backtracks. And then you have a student, mm. uh, then you have a freaking live performance track. That does make a lot of sense. Right? Like they're going to do that for you, man. A hundred percent. Like literally we can call J Lim right now. Should that we, makes sense. Should we call J Lim and, and, and ask him? <laughs> like I've called him so many times on this podcast it's it's not even funny, like, but he's like he always answers. It's funny because I was thinking about that driving here. I was listening to one of my records. I was like, man, I gotta. And this was an older record, and I was like, damn, I gotta get this in the live performance mode. Like, I have to get a live performance of this. All right, we're calling Jay Lim. He's gonna answer. <laughs> it sounds like I'm on the phone right now. No, literally, yeah. Yo, 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 Brian Lee, what's good? Jay Lim, how are you, man? I'm on a podcast right now. Uh, oh, I get three of them this month. All right. Yeah, Zefster, <laughs> Zefster. I'm I'm here with 
Jay Lim, what's good, bro? What up, Zaf? How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I can't wait to see you on the 17th. I don't know if you've seen I'm booked. Oh, yeah, man. I'm on it. I'm ready. Finishing up my project, man. Hey, uh, do you got a couple seconds, man? Yeah, I got I got a couple minutes, yeah. Okay. I appreciate it, man. I know you're a busy man. Um, but uh, we're talking about uh, something um, with some of uh, Zephster's uh, actually uh, projects that he'd done with somebody else, and all he has is the instrumentals. Now, can he come into the studio and make backtracks to make basically live tracks? You know, so he if, did, if, yeah, as long as the instrumental is available, we can definitely do that. I guess we'll have something to do. It probably, I might squeeze it in on the seventh because I only got three hours booked. But I might have to. Right. Set up I'll pay for your session. extra hour to get that done. Hey, I'll pay be for lit. that. Yeah, for that'll sure. Be lit. So just let me know what I owe you, man. I'm sure it's a lot of money, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, one million dollars. <laughs> one million. A ticket. <laughs> a ticket. <laughs> a meal ticket. Yeah, I'll take you out to dinner and get you a steak dinner and wine and dine you. Oh, man, you don't have to do all that, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> I take that. I take it. You know what? That was the question, man. That's all we had. But I, I was like, hey, we're going to call Jay Lim because uh, the last three episodes we've called Jay Lim. And and you know what? Whenever DJ Brian Lee calls, you fucking answer. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, dude. I love you, man. So uh, let's get that taken care of. He's going to bring those instrumentals, and uh, then he'll – Excuse me. Have some more show uh, uh, tracks to uh, play and yeah. Cool. All right, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, Thank you. you guys have a good night. Love you, you dude. too, bro. Bye. Well, that solves that problem. Yep. There we go. Check. There we go. Check mark. Right. Checklist. You know. I mean, uh, we that's almost like a blue check mark. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. <laughs> I I tell a lot of artists, um, you know, the importance of having like the live performance or backtracks. Because, um, you know, I want them to be looked at how I'm looked at. And I feel as though if they don't shake that, that you know, oh, I, I can have it, you know, then you'll still you'll forever be at the level where you are. Because just because you see 40 other artists doing the same exact thing, those 40 other artists are in that boat of people right. who, you know, aren't. Zeph, man, listen to me. Don't worry about anybody else except for you. I feel that. Okay. Like, you can give advice to people, but we're working forward here. Facts. Okay? Yes. We are. And uh, you got a bright future in front of you. You know, uh, what I'm saying is, is like, if, if, if you work on all these other artists trying to get them better, what is that doing for you? It's competition. It is. And in a world that competition is more than it's ever been because of social media. Yeah. What the fuck are you trying to help anybody else for if they're not trying to help you? Man, I don't I don't know cuz you know I'm I'm just I'm You're just a great guy. You're a great guy. I get that. But here's the deal, man. At the end of the day, are they going to help out a great guy? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Right. And being a good person is great. Yeah. hundred percent. But when it comes to your career, especially with music, we got to look at where we're going to go from here. Facts. 
I agree. You know? <laughs> Holy cow. All right, uh, what song are we going out to here? Are you familiar with the metal band Otep? I am not. All right, Otep is a metal band. It's not an old metal band, but they're from like the early 2000s. Um, however, one of the guitarists from Otep lives in Iowa City. I should know this then. <laughs> I, I, that, that's why. That's why I was like, I don't know if you knew, but I thought you would have known. However, um, he lives in Iowa City. You can literally Google this dude. His name is Ari, and his last name is super hard to pronounce, but I call him Ari. Um, he's a. I don't. I don't. I don't know if he's a professional trainer. Or, I mean, a personal trainer or whatever. But I, he works out a lot, and I always catch him at the gym. But I got connected to him through another artist that wanted to record, and he recorded with Ari. So Ari executively engineered that Puzzles record. And I'm excited to give him that credit on my album so that someday, you know, I'll bring this up. And some, you know, actually, and it's crazy, my producer who makes all my beats, he's literally a huge fan of Otep. Huge fan. Like, this, like, Ari was touring for about 10 years consecutively right before the pandemic ended. I gotta figure out this. This band here. No, literally, sure. we're gonna. We're, I'll pull it yeah. up after the interview. And um, when I brought him to the studio, he was like, "Bro, this is crazy, bro." I was telling all my coworkers because they're metal fans too. It's like I was telling my coworkers, and they didn't believe me. So I got to get this picture, and they took the picture and showed all his coworkers. Now they're like fangirling and stuff, and fanboying over. And I was like, I didn't know who he was. No offense to him, you know, mad respect because now that I know who he is, it makes it even better because it's like, dude, you're such a humble man, and you're just walking around Iowa City like a regular person like you didn't just tour the world or the nation you know with this band that you probably have fans all over the country and probably have millions of fans in this city that don't even know you live here but i mean i'm not gonna expose him like that you know i don't want y'all to go so run up on ari don't run up on him because i'm not gonna tell you what he looks like and you got ari and otep but you don't know his last name you don't know where he lived and i'm like that so i'm not gonna put my guy out there however he does have credits on my next album on puzzles and a couple other records, but they're not going to be an album. They're going to be some future projects. This next record, hmm, I think we're going to play Sean Donflow. All right. Sean Donflow. Let's do it. This isn't master. Sean Donflow, Sean Donflow. This is a pre-master. So it's going it's to hit. It's going to hit right. Disaster. Yeah, I'm rapping a little bit more. Whoa. Make me give up everything I work for. You gon' make me give up everything I work for. Sunday when they go to church though. I still bless you, but you know what come first though. Don't fuck that shit. I got them motherfuckers stocking this bitch. Granted so hard, man, they want me to quit. So passing them on and giving no lips. No, no, no. Your follower counter they showing me shit. I'm being humble, I'm popping my shit. I waited my turn and they getting me lit. Yeah. Patience. Took my time to make ends meet with all my savings. Take my girl around the world cause she been waiting. Loyalty is all I need in this life. My closest family, they not blood, but they got stripes. This should get deeper than ever. Humble to be so my sweater. Never been calling my pants down, cause I'm from the city of terror. It made me hard body. I said I'm cut for this and my blood don't drip, I'm all solid. I can't give in to what they want, cause that'll make me weak. Change my views about that cash, it ain't moving me. These niggas sell they sold for some fame, cause that shit really cheap. They'd rather give it up for Zeph. Ladies and gentlemen, here on GXP Podcast, thank you so much for coming on here, man. I appreciate you, Brian Lee, for bringing me on. Man. It means the world. I'll bring you back, man. 
We're going to bring it back. Definitely. It's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely. You know? Post-album, though. It has to be post-album. Yeah, for sure. We'll make sure that album crazy. post. Yes. Yeah. Um, Love you, dude. Thank you thanks, so much, man. man. But you know what come first, though. Don't fuck that shit. I got them motherfuckers stocking this bitch. Granted so hard, but they want me to quit. Surpassing the money, giving no lips. No, no, no. Your follower counter, they showing me shit. And I'm being humble, I'm popping my shit. I waited my turn, they getting me lit. Yeah. KC say you the boss and it's been fucked.